This is the Artist Coaching Podcast. What's up, Aditya? Good to have you here. Hey, Joey. Yes, good to be here. That has been a long time. I think it has it been. Has. Last time I talked to you was about a month ago, but before that, it was Couple probably a year, maybe even longer. Yeah. I think even longer. I think the last time that we met was, I think, in a, in a cafe, in, in a bar in Tilburg. Um, when you and Nick were there, yeah, that was like oh, two yeah. or three years ago already. Yeah, that has been a long time. That was that was yes. during the time that I still went out during like office days, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's my student time. Student life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's been a long time. Um, really great to see you again. I know there's been uh, a lot going on in your life in the last few years. Just we'll just give a little little introduction for the people who are listening slash watching to this right now. Um, where do we know each other from? We were talking about it before, but I think we know each other through Matthijs from uh, nowadays he works with Revealed Recordings. I oh, know it's yeah. sorted sorted management. Yes, yeah, sorted management. Yeah. And before so, that, it was Cloud Nine. He was our pub- publisher, right? Yeah, and, and he also worked with DigiDance before that. Um, so just like a small interaction, and my name is Aditya. Um, right now I'm 30 years old. Um, I 30. play, uh, yeah, 30. I'm an artist, and some of you might know me as Kill the Buzz. Um, some of you don't know who I am. Um, but me and Joey Suki, we, uh, we met during your Joey Suki time. That I think that was back in 2016, I think. No, no wait, way long. 2012. Yeah, 2012. Because Life is Calling is from 2014, I think. No, it's way before that, 2013. I think Life is Calling got released on December 2012, if I'm correct, or 2013. Because oh, I know that Party Hard, my first track, got released um, in 2012. And I think Life is Calling was in that same year or the year after. I think it was the same year, yeah. The same year, yeah. So... Um, that's crazy, make... man. Time flies. Holy shit. Time flies. That's That's been almost five years now. Yeah. Uh, if I'm going to Google it, life. I think it's is. 2012 or 13. Yeah, because I can remember that track when we made it afterwards, it got um, played on, on, it got aired on the radio. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 2013. So there has to be beginning or at the end of 2013. Yeah, in December. It was December. December, yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. Cool. So that's where we know each other from, because you were working on a remix, and then Matthijs asked me if I could join you in the studio uh, to work on that remix, and then we both figured that that remix wasn't going to work at all, <laughs> and then we just skipped that part, and then I had this uh, a couple of chords, and then we started like working on that chords and on that melody line, and in the end, we made a cool like progressive track, and from that progressive track, uh, I think Leon Palmer... Yeah. sang a top line with what's her name again uh Eilar. Eilar, yeah. yeah and she had that thing on 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 television um where she did uh, a the talent voice, right yeah something like it or idols of the voice yeah. uh, a talent scout program so we were just hit, hitting up with her on the right time yeah um, and can, and you still, the, can you still remember that she actually wrote the life is calling vocal on a second track of ours that we ended up changing the complete track yeah, I know, I know, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even sure if you re- ever, re- ever released that no, track. No, we never released it. We still have it. But the, that was, the reason behind that was because we created one track. We sent yeah. it to Ilar, and she yeah. wrote Life is Calling on that. And we, we, got, we got the vocal back, and we put it on top of each other. And we were like, 
the melody yeah. is too strong and the vocal is too strong, which which makes them fight for attention, you know? So yeah, let's just create, clashes. Yeah, let's just create a complete new song for Life is Calling Vocal. Uh, yeah. And yeah, we wanted to release the other track as well, but it's still... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's never well, been it was, yeah, because we still have that melody line of the other track. Uh, we never made something from it, but I think the track as it was was perfect. Yeah, man. So, yeah, well, that's basically how we know each other. Yeah, and then we ended up in the studio. I can still, Nick actually still has some videos, but I can still remember in my old studio, like evening hours, uh, you were behind the piano playing your chords. I was behind the computer doing all the shaping of the sounds and, <laughs> yeah, and stuff. Exactly. <laughs> how long did it take us to create that track i think it was like i think we met three times three evenings or something like yeah. that. yeah i think we made that track basically in a week um yeah. before we send it out to someone to write the vocal and then in the end we were still like um really picky on the sound like oh no this should be a little bit louder no that should be a little bit less oh no that should be sound like more like swedish house mafia oh wait we need the drums and yeah. and so that was all like the final details on the track, uh, which which took the longest during that week, but I think the sketch of the track was done in a couple of days. I think in in three nights, and then you started like mixing in everything, and uh, I started working at home on other projects. And um, I think we met for three nights, and and, yes. and that was it. Yeah. Now, what do you think about like collaboration? You know, like this was a collaboration yeah. which worked out fine for both of us, of course. Yeah. Uh, and I experienced it as a really great collaboration, great vibe in the studio. We motivated yeah. each other. You had your skills on the piano. I had my skills with the mixing part, which yeah. combined pretty well. Yeah. Um, but looking back, as in, do you think collaborating with other people is necessary and smart to do for, for other artists? In my opinion, I think it's smart to always collaborate with people if they... if if. Um, if they ask you to collaborate, mm -hmm. um, you have to be picky on the sound though, because like not everybody has the same idea as you have to collaborate. But for me as a musician, um, I started in uh, on the in the conservatorium in in Tilburg, mm -hmm. uh, playing the piano, and we were all together in one class with different kind of musicians. So we had to collaborate every single day of the week with each other. Yeah, and by collaborating with each other, you can learn. But there's also a thing that. Two minds create more than one for some reason. Um, the creative minds behind all major successes, um, there has to be a couple of them together before it becomes a major success because everybody has their own like way of making music or uh, way of producing music. And when somebody else says, hey, maybe you should do it like this or maybe you should do it like that, something comes out of that. Yeah, it it can be either... It gives you a different perspective because sometimes exactly. you, you just walk into a wall with yourself like, no, I don't know yeah. how to fix this. I don't know how to fix that. And exactly. Sometimes you just need an, another perspective from another point of view, uh, yeah. which, which make you able to continue your project. Yes, definitely. And it even makes you help you think outside of the box because sometimes you have a rhythm in your, in your mind. And then for some reason, somebody else has a really different rhythm in their mind with the same chords or the same progression, whatever it is. And that makes like that chemistry, um, like tracks like Galantis or or that that are really like outstanding or like the Cash Cash tracks. Um, I think it's good to collaborate, but I think you should be picky with who you collaborate with sometimes, because you have to also be um, keep in mind that not every collaboration will work out. Because sometimes you're sitting in a studio with people, and that could be like for a couple of days, and then nothing comes out. Yeah. 
Yeah. It depends on the chemistry that that, that the vibe that in the studio and it depends on, on Yeah, but on... it also has to has to work on a personal level, you know? Like yeah, besides definitely. the professional level, it has to definitely. work together as well. Like I I can remember we always laughed and had fun in the studio and yeah. that's really important as well in my opinion. Yeah. Because yeah, you, nobody definitely. nobody's nobody's looking for having a bad time in the studio and sitting there no. for like 3 days and just feeling bad that you're there. Yeah, for some reason there has to be like that chemistry, that personal click with the other one, mm. um, or else it's just like hard work. And music is all about having fun, in my opinion. Yeah, it is. And if the fun is gone in the studio, it becomes too much of a thing, just like a pressure that you have to make something. Mm -hmm. And then for me, it doesn't work. And I think that's for the most of us. It doesn't. It just doesn't work if there's no chemistry, there's no no vibe in in the room, because mm. um, then you're not on an artistic level that you should be. True. That's my opinion. And besides, besides the production skills and stuff of the collaborating, is there also another thing that is an extra plus for you? So maybe the networking part or you're, you're adding some value to your network or maybe combining forces or is there something extra besides just, just the end product, the music? If, if, it's, if it's not like a guy who really amazes me with, with their stuff, uh, there should be a plus in it as well. Uh, it could either be just for fun, but that's only with like real close friends that become like artists that become close friends of you. Mm -hmm. But in, on the other hand, there's also like the business part and where you should be selective in uh, what's the what's the plus for collaborating with him? Is he a bigger artist or does he have a broader network? Is he connected to a label I really want to drop a, a track on? Um, so those things are also like important. For collaborating. I want to dive a little bit deeper into the business part because in my opinion I always what like when I get new clients the, one of the first things I always mention to them like realize that you're running a business because a lot yeah. of people just get drawn into this industry because of their hobby because yeah. they are there there they have talent and they created something which worked and suddenly yeah. somehow they ended up being in the music industry um, but they don't really know that they're running a business. What's your opinion on that? As in, when you entered the music business, did you instantly knew that you were running a business and you needed to <laughs> no. make business uh, choices and stuff? No, I had absolutely no idea. Um, the first time that I started, uh, that I got into the industry, like, let me tell you the history. Me and Robert, and in this Ro case, Robert, Robert is Hardwell, right? Yeah, Robert is Hardwell. Um, we met I think 12 or 13 years ago, uh, and I was just a young guy working for T-Mobile, working in the sales, and I just had fun with making music. And music was like the biggest thing in my life. I played the piano, a lot of instruments. And um, for me, hanging out with him wasn't like he he's a DJ, but we had like this mutual thing, and it was music. So we got connected really well when the first time that we met. Um, after that, I started working with him in the studio and he asked me like to come over and he asked me um, to, to join him during his shows. And from that point on, like working in the music becomes something from being a hobby to helping out someone else yeah. just for fun. And from that fun part, you start like producing for yourself because in the end, he, he's going to lead you to that point that you're going to produce music for yourself. Mm -hmm. And then you start working out bootlegs, doing remixes, doing all fun stuff. And then suddenly he says, hey, I love this track. I want to sign it to my label. Yeah. 
and then it's still all fun because you're just like goofing yeah. around. Let's just, just let's just do this and see what happens. Yeah, let's yeah. just see what happens. Oh, that's a great sound. Maybe maybe there's a way I can create that as well. So you start putting a kick, starting like making these funny melody lines and whatever it is, and then you start to explore your own talent. That's basically what's happening. But in the meanwhile, everybody else around you starts like hearing about that buzz, and everybody starts like, hey, who's that guy? We, we maybe want to work with that guy. Yeah. And then all that fun becomes like, hey, there's more attention. That's the thing that that. That that gets you set off. Yeah, that's what and everyone's that, working for, actually. Just getting exactly. that attention, and just getting your music out so that everybody can listen to it. So from that point on, you still don't know what you're doing. You're still just making music, and then people start to ask you, "Hey, can you come play over here and over there?" And then it becomes like, "Hey, I can make so, a little bit of money from yeah. it." When's the next release uh, coming? <laughs> exactly, and when's the next release yeah. coming? So you're, you're basically getting drawn into that 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 business kind of thing. Um, Oh wait, there's somebody at the door. Yeah, you no have problem. a minute? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm back again. That's the delivery guy. Um, <laughs> so you're you're getting drawn into that uh, into that music industry, but for you it's not an industry. It's still like a play yard where you can like yeah. make music and but earn at the a same time, money. like at the same time, like you mentioned, you were you were already releasing music. You were already playing yeah. music. So at the same time, you're setting up a business and you're creating this environment where you, you're connecting people with you, like a booker, maybe a manager, um, like all those people, a publisher, like, like Cloud9. Yeah, but even like, even like those things for me, I didn't have a manager up until like a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. um, my publishing was more with, hey, Robert uh, wants to have you in his publishing, and which makes it easier to release your track and get all the information about where your tracks are being played. So... The only business thing that I had was signing a contract, like a record deal. But it wasn't like a big, big deal like you normally see on the internet that everybody's signing. It's just a piece of paper where, which states what you get and what they want from you for like releasing that track. Mm -hmm. And um, so up until that point, I didn't realize that it was a business. I, I was uh, registered as a business owner because yeah. you have to be in this country if you do that. Um, but I still didn't feel like having a business. That just started like, a, uh, I think, a year ago that I really felt like, hey, this is a business. Yeah, that, that's I what had... I was wondering. Like, when did that moment came where you, did, where you thought like, holy shit, I'm running a business? And, and what, I, made I, you, what made you think that actually? That I, run a, ran, I ran a business that's, that was, I think, um, two years ago. or Yeah, one and a half or two years ago mm -hmm. when I realized that I had to pay tax. And then I started to figure out, like, shit. That's like five years too late. <laughs> yeah, no, like in the in 2012, I wasn't earning that much of money. Ah, so okay. in 2013, either, but in 14, I got asked to join the world tour uh, with the Hardwell, the I'm Hardwell uh, world tour, as an openings act. And in that year, I made a lot of money. I made ten times what I made in the year before. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that I was owning business money. So me as a young guy, and just after my student life, I earned that m amount of money. I was like, yeah, fuck it. I don't care what happens. Mm -hmm. And in that situation, I was also like in a bad, uh, uh, not in a bad environment, but in a bad place. My, yeah, my, my state of mind was more of like, hey, I can do everything in the world. But that's not how it works when you're owning a business. You still have to be uh, reliable for that amount of money that, that you earn. Yeah. So I didn't know that, um, for instance, I didn't know that I really should keep uh, out uh, keep in mind that 
I should save some money, for for example. Yeah. So you earn a lot, but you don't realize that it's business. So at, at the end of the year, you have to like fill in your tax form. So after two years, I figured out like, hey, damn, I need to fill in my tax form or else like the government is going to yeah. go around my back or gonna, is going to chase me. And no, for one, having- no one around you advised you on this or no one told you about these things that this was going to happen or this was a possibility. Yeah, everybody everybody is telling you that, but as a young guy and just getting out of your student life, it's not something that you really realize when you're touring like every week. Mm-hmm. Every every week I was in in two different countries at least. I was flying from um Holland to the United States, from Holland to India, from Holland to Brazil. I was all over the place. So I really didn't realize that I had to uh keep up with my business and that started like I think when I became a little bit older, uh, like, like when I was two years in that business already, mm-hmm. that I figured out, hey, I really need to keep out and keep track of what I'm doing. So I opened up a business account at the bank. I opened up a business credit card for all my expenses uh, abroad. Did you get um, an accountant? I did get an accountant eventually. Okay. And um, that started, I think, two years ago. I think that's uh, a really I, smart move, depending on if you're really good with numbers, yes or no, but I just really like to have an accountant because it gives some kind, some kind of clarity in your financial <laughs> thing, of course, because exactly most creative people aren't that well with numbers, like it's a no. fact. I'm really good with numbers though, but I'm not like smart with going around with those numbers. Yeah. I'm, I, it's, not, it's not like when he sees something, he sees an amount that he can um clarify as business costs or not and i just see that as amount of money which i want to reduce my my profit from so that i at the end of the year i don't have to pay tax but he knows all these different type of rules so get an accountant is to for me is essential when you start like your business and when you start earning money because that is the guy who's going to tell you like hey you should maybe you should keep out for this and hey if you want to do that maybe you should think about this and I think that comes back to what we were talking about before. Like you can't do anything or everything on your own, you know, like you need exactly. people to help you with different kind of stuff. And exactly. it's perfect to want to do everything on your own. Of course, that's, that's a great sta- a great mindset, but it's just not doable. No, like for me, it was all about fun from 2012 and 13 when I started like doing my small shows even my my first festival summer festival in Belgium mm-hmm. up until 2014 when I started uh, really as an artist at Anna agency and started like going out in the in, in the big world mm-hmm. as an artist up until I think media 2015 for one and a half year long it was all about having fun and after one and a half year something in my personal life happened which flipped my whole like having fun mind into something in a state which isn't a good place. And from that point on, after uh, a year, I started to figure out, hey, I have to really save my business. And then it becomes like real that you're not just having fun anymore. You're also having a business. Do you think it has something to do with growing up in general? It has to do something with growing up in general. because Because most people like you and me, we started doing this when we were really young. Yeah. Because let's let's just admit it, when you're 20, you're not old at all, you know? Like no, you've when you're 18, you're not an adult, you're just 18. Yeah, that's, you that's... haven't seen anything yet, you think you own the world, but 
you don't it's not yeah yeah <laughs> you don't you don't you don't you, you you think you have the world but it's it's no <laughs> yeah we sound like parents right now but it is yeah you know. i know but it is yeah. <laughs> so looking back to your career like what was the biggest mistake that you thought like fuck i could have why did i did that uh i think my biggest mistake was spending money why did i did that um spending money to dumb shit or exactly just like useless stuff like things you don't need things that that you overpay for uh, just because you think you have the money that's the mm -hmm. that's the dumbest thing that i did in my career short-term uh, investments exactly and, and for all the other stuff i don't regret anything that i did uh, what i should have done is maybe talk sooner about having a management just to see how your career will shape uh, somebody who will shape your career basically yeah I, I was uh, wondering about your opinion on that because i wrote it down here as well you you were saying that you only got a management for like a few months months like, now yeah for a yeah. few months what's what's the reason behind that like why did you never um took a management before or why do you regret not doing that for me because for me it was all about having fun and just making music but at some point you realize that your connection with your publisher isn't enough to help you get out there because your base your base product is music making music it's not like even performing on a stage mm -hmm. your base project uh, uh, product is making music but I had to deal with a lot of stuff like all the contracts all the things uh, from let's say um, confirming a show to setting up the contracts to sending out your own demos to listening to other stuff uh, to planning out your own career uh, everything around like your artist thing I had to do myself and at one point it's too much like yeah. even like getting all your administrative things your, your financial stuff you have to keep up with it's too much for one person to do mm -hmm. so if I look back to my career maybe I should have like got a manager earlier um, just to get that just, work out of your hands exactly not just for the day-to-day -day business but someone who can co-op with you um, um, on a level that you start having like conversations about okay where do I want to be in three years and then you have that conversation with somebody else besides yourself long-term goals think, actually exactly because um, it's not all about like having that track out there that is hot right now it's all about where do I want to be in a couple of years mm -hmm. when everything starts to change yeah. Uh, back in the days, I didn't want to have a manager because I haven't. I didn't met, meet a manager yet who had that same um, idea about music and about career, where, where and in the same way that I had. Mm -hmm. um, so, on the other hand, it's not such a bad thing that it didn't that I didn't do it back then because now I met like other artists and feel, uh, like bad dimes i made a collaboration with him a couple of months ago dirty drums mm -hmm. and from that point i met his manager who had the same idea as i had music wise and career wise mm -hmm. so i think everything happens for a reason but True. that's but the only thing that i would have regret is maybe that and spending like dumb money um <laughs> on the all the other stuff i don't regret anything in my career because everything was like a learning curve sure um and it's, it's um, trial and error right Exactly. It's like basically trying to walk when you're when you're one year old. You fall somewhere. I, and, I heard and a quote yesterday, which was, "Pain plus um, yeah, feedback. So pain plus uh, looking back to things. How, how yeah. do you call it? Looking back to things. 
no, lost the word, but pain plus um, feedback that. is progress. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But because that's, that's the whole thing about like even life itself and even like having your own business, it's you have to learn to fall yeah. and how to get up again. Because if you're not prepared to learn how to fall, you'll never get up because you're too much, you're, you're, you're like, your mind is too busy, like not to fall and not to hit a wall somewhere. Mm-hmm. So you don't learn uh, when you get a no or when something goes down. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the best quote that I have in my mind is, is uh, you have to see rock bottom to hit the top because once you hit rock bottom, then you either know it's not something for me, so I got to see another thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do another path in my life or something else in my life, or you're going to get up and hit the top because you know that you don't want to be in that place anymore. Yeah. So in either way, that quote works perfectly because it yeah. doesn't matter if you quit that point, but you'll get up with something else. But I think that works for anything in life, as in you just need to try a lot of stuff out there to exactly. see what fits, what fits you and what feels comfortable to you. Uh, and yeah. to discover what your talents are, you know, like like you exactly. said, you worked at T-Mobile before you were an artist. At that time, you never knew you were capable of doing such a thing like this. Exactly. I was just, I had in my mind that I was good at sales because yeah. I was good at sales. That's yeah. the only thing. And if you never tried it, you just never could have ended up where you are right now. Exactly. And the fun thing about now is like, since since I've been in this industry for over a couple of years, you meet a lot of new people. Mm-hmm. And like meeting up with a lot of new people gives you a different perspective about what you really like in the music industry. For me, it was all dance music. But in the end, as an artist, you're gonna uh, evolve yourself from being that artist that likes one genre to some to an artist that is really an artist on itself. Because mm-hmm. as an artist, you just wanna make music that you f- see fit and that you wanna uh, bring out. And uh, there is gonna be a po- point in your career that for any artist in every different kind of thing, even if you're a painter or, or a book writer, you want to release the thing that is in your mind and you want to make sure that people are going to read it or listen to it or yeah. see it. Yeah. And are you working with short and long-term goals right now? Like, do you have something set up in your mind and worked out like, okay, this is my long-term goal and this is how I'm going to get there, like short-term goals? Yeah, definitely. Um, that's the fun part about having a manager who really is connected with you because mm-hmm. now we are talking about okay what do I want to do with my career and I want to make music that I've always told this to like people that I met in, in, in the past even before I started DJing mm-hmm. that I want to make music which everybody can listen to so it doesn't matter if I'm in the United States or if I'm in Holland or whatever if I step in a car I want to have that possibility that a track of mine is going to be played because yeah. I want to release the things that I have in my mind and I want to that feeling I want to bring it over to other people as well so my long-term goals that's one of my long-term goals that I really want to be there out there as an artist Mm -hmm. Uh, for my short-term goals those are more the things like okay who do I need to meet uh, in a couple of months Um, do I need to set up a meeting with that guy so we can work a couple of things out in the studio and then after that which label am I going to hit? Um, is it going to be like a smaller one and then just generate another buzz and then from that point on yeah. get get bigger? And um, after that, how do I get even more popular? Do we need connections with the radio? Do we need, need to get pluggers or yeah, whatever it is? playlist owners or YouTube exactly. pluggers or whatsoever. Exactly. Okay, cool. That's great to hear. 
is it, I'm, I'm actually not sure if you know, but I recently released a course which actually is all about this, like building your artist career, setting out long-term, uh, long-term goals, short-term goals. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of people just get started and see where it ends, you know. But that's not yeah. a that's not a smart strategy. In the end, if you're like really, if you really want to do this, and it's not all about fun anymore, and you really want to make something out of this, yeah. you really need to have that long term strategy. I really see it as a normal company, like the the CEO of the director or whatever it, the name is. That is the guy who has the vision for where does this company need to be in three years. Mm-hmm. It's not like a path that he can draw from point A to Z, but it's more like that's the vision that I need to have. And from that vision comes the mission. And from that mission comes everything in between in how do I get that mission out there and from how do I get from that mission to my vision. So it's all like simple things. And even every company needs to have their own departments. So you have your financial department who arranges all the financial stuff. Then you have you as the core product. And then you have your management who like helps you realize that mission and your vision and helps you get out there uh, with your music. But before everybody starts thinking like, hey, I need a manager, you first need to figure out if this job is something for you because there's yeah. going to be a lot of people who's gonna, who are going to say no to you. And up until that point that you're like getting used to it, that you can drive yourself through those all those no's and just make the stuff that you want and you see it, fit to have a manager because you can't handle it on your own anymore Mm -hmm. that's the point in my opinion that you should get a manager because up until that point you you really need to learn and you really need to figure out for yourself if you're really fit to be an artist or in any way or fit to make music and up until that point that manager is going to do nothing for you just say okay but maybe you should do this and maybe you should that and that's not exploring yourself as an artist. That's just like doing someone else's dirty doing job. Doing orders, actually. Exactly. Yeah, that's the difference. Well, yeah, it's great stuff, man. Thanks. Great advice as well. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to go a little bit more deeper into the mental aspect of being an artist. Like you mentioned, you toured a lot, you traveled a lot, airports, airplanes, hotels. Um, you have a private life. Uh, yeah. How do you combine those things? Are you? Is it something you're... you're, you're like working on like is it something you're thinking about every day like staying healthy mental or no it's not something you work on to be honest like you're just working on your own career Mm -hmm. from the beginning so uh, when I started out I was so excited to even fly and even go to another country just to play my music that I even wasn't thinking about okay what happens if this all explodes and what do I do with myself Mm -hmm. Uh, it's really difficult being an artist because you're basically you're 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 on your own. You're pretty egocentric because everything that happens is all about you. It's all about you, yeah. You're like the and center of everything. Exactly. You're the center of attention. And that's the, the place where you should be. Because if you want to become that artist, you don't want to get mingled in, in like the mess. Right. You just want to stand out because that's the kid that you've always been. The guy who says, uh, the, basically, you're always the guy that, get, get, get kicked, so that got kicked out of class. Yeah. That's the guy that you are. Um, but um, like when you're traveling and when you're like doing a lot of shows your mental state of mind goes from I have to do one show to okay I have to be on that other show in a couple of hours so you don't really think about yourself anymore Mm -hmm. you just think about how do I get there in time and and when do I wake up like for instance when I did a lot of shows there were even nights that I had to fly 22 hours from one place to another place 
just to end up uh, in that city, let's yeah. say from Czech Republic, I had to go to Las Vegas via Austria and Germany. <laughs> so I got dropped off in the, in the airport in Austria. Then I had to change in the toilet and then I had to go to Germany where I had to catch a plane that goes directly to Vegas. And from Vegas, when I got there at 11, uh, 10.30 in the night, I had to play at 11.30. So there's no time yeah. for you to skip. So you basically, you're 22 hours, uh, you're 24 hours, um, your day uh, after you do your first show, you're there and you have to go in the club directly. Yeah. So there's no way that you can think about anything else just about just do it and during those 22 hours of traveling like i would take those 22 hours let's say i would take one hour of that traveling like when you're sitting in a plane i would just take one hour of those of, the, of that time because it's like useless time you know it's traveling time so i would yeah. take one of those hours and just spend it on working on myself maybe doing i'm not sure if you do meditation or whatsoever or no whatever thing helps for you uh, but you you never tried anything to no because like that that comes afterwards like after you've been in this career for a couple of times then for a couple of years that's the point that you start to know like hey what should I do with the time that I have just to take my rest because back in the days I was just like hey that's a lot of fun if I sleep on the plane that's fine but if I don't sleep I'm gonna work because yeah. I was all about like making music mm -hmm. um so i really forgot about myself and about my personal life basically because even like i had a relationship which went um which went astray because we were both the same persons basically we all want we both wanted to have a career mm -hmm. and as soon as someone of those two people start a career it becomes difficult for the other one because the other one also wants a career on their own in their own league but the other one, the other half of your life uh, isn't really doing that at, at that point yet. Because yeah. uh, uh, me and my ex, we had a, like a seven-year-old age difference. Um, so she was a lot younger than I was. Um, but even that, like your relationship, you don't really think about it because you're only focused on, hey, I want to do that show. Hey, I want to mm -hmm. become more popular. Hey, I want to become the artist. Um, do, do you regret anything about that? Like, do you think like, maybe if i would spend more if i would have spent more time on my relationship at that time it would still um yeah exist exist yeah i don't think so because like just like i told you we were both of the same yeah the both the, the same way yeah okay. so that wouldn't work out eventually and in my mind like if you want to become an artist, you really have to realize that having a relationship is going to be really hard. So communication has to be the key. Mm -hmm. But you're also going to realize that on a personal level, uh, you're not always going to have that freedom of being yourself because everybody else wants to have their stable relationship. So mm -hmm. everybody wants to have a person that when she comes home or he comes home, that that person is there for you. But you have to, uh, to keep in mind that we as an artist, we're not always there. We're basically always busy with ourselves mm -hmm. or we're on the road or we're making music and making music isn't a job which you do from nine to five. It's a job that you, you yeah. do 24 seven, yeah. basically. That was so, actually one of the reasons for me to quit because I really didn't like that kind of life, you know? Like I just wanted no. a normal life as people might, might call it as well. Yeah. Um, just simple yeah 
that I, I just that that made me crazy, man. That that connection and that communication with your with your uh, family or friends or whatsoever, that that drove me crazy. That's why I was wondering what what your experiences was. Well, it 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 didn't drive me crazy that I didn't want to have a normal because I never wanted to have a normal life. I just wanted to be out there. I just wanted to explore everything. And if I'm not based in one city, I I really wouldn't mind. So that's also the thing which I talked earlier about. You have to find out for yourself if you're fit yeah, if to works, do this yeah. life. Yeah, exactly. Because if you're if you're like a Chris Brown, for instance, like I saw his documentary. And he wanted to be that kid back in the days who still wanted to go to the shopping mall, but he had that major number one hit worldwide. So he couldn't go out anymore to the store and just buy, let's say, a pack of cookies or whatever, or the new new PlayStation or whatever he wanted to buy. Mm -hmm. So you also have to realize that if you become the artist, you don't have a normal life anymore. Because there's a lot of people who want something from you, and there's a lot of people who... uh, not dislike what you do, but they're jealous of what you do, so they're gonna talk bad about you yeah, as well. They, they have their opinion ready, you know, like they're exactly like, hey, he's a DJ. Oh, he might, he must be a cheater. Oh, and he's a millionaire. That's what everybody thinks about <laughs> yeah. you and your lifestyle. And the only thing that you do is hit a couple of buttons and then just drink out all night, then take a girl back to your to your hotel room. That's what everybody thinks that your life is about, but it's not. It's it's about you want to becoming that person that everybody adores and everybody envies um, for their music. Um, But then again, you have to see for yourself if you're able to become that person. Because if you're not, like you told you yourself, you don't want to be that guy. You just want to be the guy who have has a normal life and has a family. And I I found out the hard way, you know, like uh, I, I, I was there too late as in I found out because I was already feeling bad. And I mm-hmm. think you could prevent that by just trying it out for a few times. and But just really be aware of the fact that if you don't feel well in that environment, in the club or as a DJ or whatsoever, just quit and do something else, you know? There's a lot more other yeah. things you can do in the music industry than being an artist, you know? Yeah. Um, because if you want to work in the music industry, there's a lot more things you can do. And being an artist is one of the hardest things of it, I think. Exactly. Exactly, because there's a lot of expectations, yeah, and there's not a lot of room for error, to be honest. Like, you really have to be keen on that, that you don't make any mistakes, uh, like major mistakes in your career and music-wise, because if you lose, you snooze, literally. Yeah. And um, like what you said, you found out the hard way that, like, being in a bad place realized you that you didn't want to become an artist anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so that refers back to the quote, you got to hit rock bottom to see the top because now you're yeah. probably in a happy place and your top, which you want to be at. Yeah. So, and, and that is, you know, like when I hit re- literally rock bottom, Yeah. to me it was like, okay, what the hell was I doing in the last few years and why the hell did I never see this coming? Um, and that took me like one to two years to find out. Yeah. I, yeah, it just took me that long. And after that, you're in a perfect spot because then you know yourself in, yeah. in the best way possible. And then yeah. you can go further on deciding what's best for you and what you would like. Exactly. Um, and I think that's what everyone should do in what kind of job you do. Like if you work in a factory, that could be the same problem. Or if you work in a shoe or shop or whatsoever, that could be the same problem as well. Yeah. But that just all narrows down to happiness in general. Exactly. You got to be happy in this in the spot that you are at, at that point. And if you're not, then you have to like 
adjust your your the way you're, you're you're going right now or you have to do something with yourself um so you have to change stuff if you're not you, have to, you have to change things exactly because if you don't change things it will always stay the way it is at that moment yeah, and you exactly. clearly don't feel happy so you need yeah. to change and you can always think about it like where you want to be but you really have to act to it as well action 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 That's reaction it. and action reaction again cool man uh I really, uh, I really like that we went deep in this conversation because yeah. normally uh, we don't go that deep. But I really, uh, <laughs> I really respect you for that we go a little bit deeper into the, the knowledge behind being an artist. You know, because a lot of people start with this like we did as well when we were younger, um, yeah. not knowing what's there and what not knowing what's there to. What's uh, on the other side of the wall? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's it's a tough industry, you know, and there's a lot more to it than just making music and. Yeah. playing records all around the world uh, but it's it's great to hear it from someone else who's also a music profession and who's already yeah. earned his stripes in the in the industry so yeah definitely. i want to thank you for your uh, for your open story and your open mind you're welcome and uh yeah hope to see you soon man thanks yes let's talk soon <laughs> cool bye bye